I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Why is Brian Baldinger yelling at me? As Brian Baldinger spinning wisdom, and we are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, The Best Football Show, where you will get those daily breakdowns of the most important storylines around the league. Brian, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Glenn. Mike, I'm doing really well. Good to be with Great. you. Happy holidays to both of you. Thanks, Thanks Baldy. You too. Same to you. And by the way, follow Baldy on Twitter at Baldy NFL. And and I had so many things I want to talk about, but let's start with that, which which I love because you are a lineman in this league. You're a lineman on this team. Um, how maybe the solution to the Eagles is really simple. You got those big guys in front. Let them do what they want to do. I, that's that's kind of what I think, uh, Glenn. I mean, that's a start to just winning the line of scrimmage kind of uh, trying to break the other team's sword the way the Rams did the other night to the Saints, the way the good teams are doing it right now, San Francisco. I mean, the good teams are just leaning on the run game heavy and letting those guys go to work and, and then just make the running game pay off in the passing game. And I think um, I think a lot of their troubles would go away. But, look, to me, Glenn, honestly, this is a fun time of the year. Like, th- th- there's no better feeling than, okay, we're definitely in the middle of a, a mad struggle. Let's go fix it and figure it out. That's what teams do. That's what the 49ers did this year when they lost three in a row and had a bye week and didn't win a game for a month. I mean, they fixed it. And so I think everything is inside that building to what they have to do. Baldy, can they be the running team they were last year or particularly in 2021 with this version of Jalen Hurts? And by that, I mean it looks like his knee might be bothering him. He looks slower than he did. Uh, last season or the season before that, Glenn mentioned some some analytics that suggest he really hasn't been very productive running the ball. Do they need him to run more and run better to do the kinds of things it sounds like you want them to do? Well, I mean, look, the, the Ravens lead the league in rushing, and Lamar Jackson isn't running for 1,200 yards this year like he did in his MVP year. I mean, you've got to alter it a little bit. I mean, it doesn't have to be about – I don't believe it has to be about Jalen. I think they've got a stable of backs. Um that I think can get hot and know how to run the ball, starting with DeAndre Swift. So I don't think it has to be all around Jalen and read options and quarterback keepers and quarterback draws. I mean, I, I think you just go up there and start knocking some people off the ball. And I think once you kind of get that established, um, you know, I think that they can kind of do what they want. There's not many – I know Landon's not playing this week, but they still have guys that can move the line of scrimmage uh, just about as well as anybody in this business, let him go to work. Yeah, as you wrote earlier in the week, let these monsters be monsters. One of the things that I'm a little bit concerned about, Brian, is is I think that Nick Sirianni's offense, at least recently, has gone a little bit stale. Um, and you you did one of your breakdowns this week that showed, hey, Jack Stoll's in the game. Guess what's going to happen? And it happened. I don't want to give away the whole thing, but – it makes me have some concern that I, I thought Nick has been a creative play caller over the years, but maybe it's gotten a little bit stale and a little bit predictable. 
Uh, if you would expound on that and, and even talk about that, that breakdown you did with Jack Stoll. Well, I, I think it's true. I mean, I think the players think it's stale and predictable because, you know, the players hear what the defense is calling out and what they're saying. It, you know, they're like, oh, they know the, you know, quarterback draw is coming or whatever, you know, whatever the play might be. I, I do think it's predictable. And I think there's – look, I, I broke down – I'm not getting off your, the, the question. It's just yep. a good question. But, I mean, I broke down the 49ers run game in Christian McCaffrey, and they have a lot of window dressing. They do a lot of shifting, a lot of motion, a lot of formations. They run five plays. I mean, I could draw up the running attack in literally five minutes. That's what they run. And, you know, I just think the Eagles got to get back to power-type runs, maybe throw some window dressing in there, some formation, some movement, um, different speeds of movement, not just the same. Uh, but I, I do think that there is, and I know Nick isn't a big, you know, pre-snap motion guy, which, which is okay. There's different ways to win in this business. But I do think, you know, formations, um, look, they're, they're used to seeing Jack Stoll and, you know, uh, off tight end position and coming across and whamming or whatever he does um, in, in most of these runs. I mean, I think you got to change it up. you got to give them something else to look at. This is 15 weeks of this now. It's not that hard to figure out. Yeah, so, just but, you know, Christian McCaffrey can sit there on a manicast and say this is what's coming, and he never looks at the Eagles' offense. You know, I think there's guys at the end of the bar in South Philly that could say the same thing. So there is, there is, a, I think, a need to change some things up, and I'd be surprised if you don't see some different things over the next three weeks. We're talking to Brian Baldinger, former NFL player, former Eagle, terrific analyst for the NFL Network, and here at Odyssey, and Baldy. One of the discussions that's kind of gone back and forth, certainly Glenn and I have been kicking it around on the show, and as you know, it's taken place all week, is the question of where uh, Jalen Hurts is going with the football, the decisions that he's making. And it seems to me to be kind of split into these two camps where uh, a quarterback, the, the one sense of philosophy is the quarterback is supposed to go throw the ball to the place that is the primary place on the play. You know, this was uh, A.J. Brown's explanation for what happened on that interception at the end of the Seahawks game. He is the first read. He, it is a shot play. It is designed to get A.J. The other side of that is, yes, but a quarterback has to be able to adjust to that, and if A.J. Brown isn't open, he can't just say, oh, single high safety, I'm supposed to throw the ball deep to A.J. Brown. He's got to adjust, check the ball down, maybe throw to the middle of the field. From what you see, how is Jalen handling all those responsibilities, and does some of this or any of this fall on Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni to kind of ease the process for him? I think they should give Jalen more. I think they should give him more to do and more to look at than what they do. I mean, you know, it's not the, you know, they're pretty basic passing route concepts that they run. I think they need to give him more and trust him to be able to make those decisions. Now, in hindsight, yes, he should have checked the ball down probably to gain well on the play and just taken what Seattle gave him. Um, but he has thrown it up to A.J. in questionable situations situations before and AJ has come down with the ball. I mean, he did it three times to the Steelers last week, last year, and AJ caught all three. I mean, he's come down with the ball, but I do think, I think they should give him more to do and more to look at and more at the line of scrimmage and let him uh, put it in his hands more. I mean, that that's what I think. And, mm-hmm. and I do think that they, you know, I think Seattle, I mean, I was just surprised, honestly, guys, like I didn't even know Artie Burns was still in the league. Last week, I mean, he's been <laughs> all over the league. Yeah, they're minus their top three corners. One's benched, and Artie Burns out there playing. Like, 
I mean, I'm not going to get like sophomoric here, Glenn, but like sometimes you see a pigeon out there, you should just go ruin it, yeah, you know, absolutely. and make them pay. And yep. I, I, I have a problem when you see a weakness out there. And half a dozen teams saw a weakness in Artie Burns. That's why he's been traveling as much as he has. Like, go after him and wear him out. Let me flip to the other side of the ball. Matt Patricia, this was his first game calling the defense, um, and I think it's going to evolve. Did, did you see any changes in the Eagles defense from previous weeks, and do you see the opportunity there to make changes that might help? Well, they didn't blitz. And on the yeah. final drive, yeah. they went 92 yards in 10 plays. And the substitution was weird. You know, on the final play, I mean, there's a Jomo and Milton Williams rushing a defensive tackle. Now, why isn't Jalen Carter and Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox out there? Because they were gassed from running eight straight plays in a row. And so they weren't out there the final two plays. So, I mean, substitution-wise, the idea and the strength of this team is supposed to be the defensive line and they're supposed to be on some regular rotation so that when it is crunch time, you got your very best pass rushers on the field. That's number one. Number two, I mean, it kind of just lined up and played. And I was a little surprised that we didn't see a more varied pass rush attack, whether it's zone pressures or <clears throat> more blitzes. Uh, you know, Drew Locke is was starting his second game in, I don't know, three years. Like, I, I would have liked to – when Ford wasn't getting home and really affecting him, I would have found different ways to affect him and see if he could throw the ball up for grabs a couple of times because that's really been his history. Do you buy the rookie wall, Baldy, with respect to Carter and he maybe even to a lesser degree Jordan Davis because he didn't play very much last season? Well, Jordan Davis, like he's, they're kind of showing you who he is. I mean, he wasn't on the field one play in the final drive. They don't trust him as a pass rusher. So, I mean – it doesn't look like a very good pick if the 13th pick in the draft isn't on the field in the last 10 plays of the game where you need to stop. So I don't, I don't believe in rookie walls because, because of the way the Eagles practice. They don't do much. All they try to do is keep <laughs> their guys fresh. So I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying any of it. I see too many other rookies in this league that are just kicking butt right now at a variety of positions, and none of them are hitting the wall. And all Nick does from the beginning of training camp is trying, you know, keep his guys fresh and rested so that when you get to January, they don't look like they hit the wall. All right, well, let's wrap with this, Brian Baldinger. Uh, as you look ahead, uh, as much as you want to forecast, obviously the Niners look like the class of the conference, maybe the class of the league right now. How do you rank them in the NFC, and what chance do you see the Eagles kind of getting it together over the last three weeks and maybe doing some damage in the playoffs? Well, I think they got a chance to get it together, Glenn. I'm not writing this team off. I mean, I would take the Rams over the Eagles anywhere in the country, in L.A., in Philly, on a, you know, uh, on Patchyunk Avenue in South Philly. I mean, I would take the Rams over because of the way they – I don't care about the records. I just care about the way they're playing. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. playing well. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's – so they, they need to get that back where they can step on the field and know they're driving the field and going to score. We haven't seen that from this team in a while. And it's not a question of the gauntlet or who they play. It doesn't matter who you play. It's all about your execution. And, you know, Matt Stafford hit one good throw after another last week against great coverage, and they won the game easily. So, to me, Philly can get back there. And, look, they got cupcakes coming. But I wouldn't take the Arizona Cardinals lightly. I've seen that team just run for 234 yards against the 49ers. 
you know, last week. I've seen the Giants uh, play well. So I'm going to take any of them lightly, but it's a great opportunity to put a three-game win streak together and maybe win the division, maybe be the number one seed, depending on what happens on Christmas night with Baltimore and San Francisco. There's a lot to play for. It's a third of the season left. Like, let's fix some of these things, and then let's, you know, let's get, get a, a bunch of momentum going into the new year. Brian, as always, great stuff. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. New Year to you, your family, and uh, always, always enjoy this opportunity. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Mike. You got right. it, Baldy. Be Thanks. Well. There, right, there you go. Brian Baldinger, and I will say that was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow the best football show with Brian Baldinger on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That was uh, revealing, Glenn. He's yeah. not as... Uh... I didn't Optimistic expect the Rams the, to come up as a favorite. You know what, though? He's right about the way Matthew Stafford is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.